A reading from the book of Genesis. After the man Adam had eaten of the tree, the Lord God called to the man and asked him, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, but I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. Then he asked, who told you that you were naked? You have eaten then from the tree of which I had forbidden you to eat. The man replied, the woman who you put here with me, she gave me fruit from the tree and so I ate it. The Lord God then asked the woman, why did you do such a thing? The woman answered, the serpent tricked me into it, so I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you shall be banned from all the animals and from all the wild creatures. On your belly shall you crawl and dirt you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will strike at your head while you strike at his heel. The man called his wife Eve because she became the mother of all the living. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous deeds. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous deeds. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done wondrous deeds. His right hand has won victory for him, his holy arm. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous deeds. The Lord has made his salvation known. In the sight of the nations, he has revealed his justice. He has remembered his kindness and his faithfulness toward the house of Israel. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous deeds. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Sing joyfully to the Lord, all you lands. Break into song, sing praise. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous deeds. from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. <coughs> Brothers and sisters, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavens, as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and without blemish before him. In love, he destined us for adoption to himself through Jesus Christ, in accord with the favor of his will, 
for the praise of the glory of his grace that he granted us in the beloved. In him, we were also chosen, destined in accord with the purpose of the one who accomplishes all things according to the intention of his will, so that we might exist for the praise of his glory, we who first hoped in Christ. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, And he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her, who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. This final word recaptured in this passage of the Gospel of St. Luke on this solemnity of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary 
I believe epitomizes what it looks like to be without sin, to be trusting and clearly understanding God as a loving and merciful Father. As we come to this celebration, we often are confused, and rightly so at times, because the gospel that we're presented with is that of the Annunciation of the Word, the eternal Word of God becoming flesh through the womb of the Virgin Mary. And we wonder, well, then, isn't this about Jesus being conceived immaculately, which we can say he was also conceived immaculately, but it's about Mary being conceived immaculately. And how do we know? What is the clue for us? The archangel Gabriel does not address her by her proper name, Mary. He addresses her, Hail, favored one, or Hail, full of grace. No creature has ever been addressed by a, a divine being, by a pure spirit, in this case, the Archangel Gabriel, with such a salutation. So this speaks to the providence of God from all eternity. In the light of the fall that we heard recorded in the first reading from the book of Genesis. And this is where we need to bear it in mind. When Adam and Eve were created, they were created without sin. They were created without sin. Mary was conceived without sin. And oftentimes our separated brothers and sisters in the faith say that we are going too far. You, are, you Catholics are elevating Mary to the level of a goddess. No, we're not. We're simply looking at the rationale of the sacred scripture. If it was not impossible for God to create the first man and woman without sin, out of the dust of the earth, then why would it be impossible for this same God who intended to set things right, what was, set, what was distorted as a result of the, the disobedience of our first parents, what is it for him to conceive, to have it set up for her to be conceived without sin so as to bring into the creation Jesus, whom St. Paul recognizes as the new Adam and Mary as the new Eve. And so we see a new creation has been set in motion. Albeit the fall of our first parents brought with it real consequences as regards the woman bringing into uh, the creation new life, children, it would be with pain. As regards the man, he would be the bread, he would be the one to uh, provide for the household through the labor of his own hands. He would till the soil and it would be uh, a, quite uh, a task. He would do so with the sweat of his brow and this, this earth would be temperamental at times. It would not always produce the best of fruits. Everything in creation has been adversely affected by sin. And yet, today, we are called to celebrate because what God made possible for Mary, who is an icon for, uh, for you and I of what the future glorious age will be. We can become the great saints of God just as we have so many that we celebrate and look to and who intercede on our behalf.
And this isn't because we merit it any more than Mary merited this type of a greeting. She was, as we heard, troubled at what this meant. And what is it that she held in her heart, though, as being, although she was troubled by this greeting because she was being told, you're going to, to bear this child who is going to be holy unto God, the Son of God, well, she's aware that she's married to Joseph, she's been betrothed to Joseph, but the second stage of the marriage is to go into the house of the husband who's setting up everything in the second year. Well, she's like, well, how is this going to happen? And so the question she asks is the question of faith. She's, she's asking for direction. Tell me, how is this going to happen? And the archangel was very much uh, anticipating this and gives her the sign of how this is going to happen. Your cousin Elizabeth, who was barren, advanced in years, is now with child six months, for nothing will be impossible for God. And it's in that word, when she hears that word, because Mary was firmly convinced that that, of that doctrine of God, that God, for, for God, nothing is impossible, then she says, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Our first mother, Eve, she was tricked. She says, I was tricked. Who of us in here doesn't know what it is to be tricked? And how does that settle with us when we come to terms with being tricked by someone? When we process that, it has a very big impact on us. And we're kind of ashamed of ourselves. How could I allow myself to be tricked? We get angry, we point our finger, when we think about the person that tricked us and all those things. And yet, God never stopped loving Eve. He never stopped loving Adam. Neither one of them took responsibility. What should Adam have done? It's my fault. Instead of me standing up for my wife, I allowed that serpent to come in and weave his word and twist your words around and do this and do that. I was, I was shirking. I, I was lacking in my responsibility. I am sincerely sorry. Forgive me. What should Eve have done? I'm sorry. I was very much aware of what you told us. I allowed myself to get into the conversation, and as he made his pitch to me, I felt, wow, this is, uh, this is so good. I mean, this is, he, he, had, he was making convincing argument. I went along with it. I, I ate, I gave it to him to eat. We, here we are. No, they pointed finger. And so God, God set in motion at that time, Genesis 3.15, he says, this will be the situation now. Your offspring and his offspring will have enmity. There will be great opposition to each other. He will strike at your heel, but you will crush his head. Jesus, the Son of God, would be the one who would crush the head of the ancient serpent, and that would be a definitive action on the cross. There are two times when Jesus addresses Mary, his mother, as woman, not as a put-down but as a confirmation that she is the new Eve. 
The only time Eve was referred to as Eve was in the beginning. But after that, you look at, go back and read it, she, you hear her referred to as the woman 11 times. Never again is she referred to as Eve. Mary, as the new Eve, said at the wedding feast of Cana, there's no more wine. It's run short. Woman, what is this concern of yours to do with me? And you and I, what is this? It's not yet my time. She prevails upon him. He, loving his mother, will not refuse her. He gives directions. The first sign is realized. And at the foot of the cross, woman, behold your son to the disciple whom he loved. Behold your mother. And with that act of love, he gives over his spirit and the new creation is set in motion. What was undone by our first parents is now being restored by the new Adam and the new Eve. We now have the challenge of asking ourselves in the light of what Mary says, behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. If we say that, because this is what God wants us to say in response to his initiative, just as Mary received the, the word of God as she did. If I say yes to God, and you say yes to God, what will that mean? What in my life would have to change immediately in order for me and you to be as conversant with the word of God, as receptive and as docile to the movement of the word of God as Mary was and is? to this very moment. She continues to remind us and tell us, do whatever he tells you. Do whatever he tells you. We celebrate today new life, new creation, and a destiny that God has set for us in love for no other reason but for love. God love you.